All right, this is the beginning of the third batch of episodes. So some fresh thinking in the time between recording the last batch and this batch. Uh, we'll see where this goes. And this episode today, I'm just going to I'm going to take advantage of one premise for this show, which is that in addition to it being a way for me to share the interesting things about Hest with anybody out there who might be interested in in following that work, this is also a place for me to think through things and and treat it a little bit like a like a, a sketchbook or a notepad or something like that but in an audio format. And so today is going to be one of those episodes. And the, the the topic is terminology. And it's something that I've encountered again and again as I've been making this podcast is that I am not at all consistent with the terminology that I use to describe different things in the Hest project. I'm all over the place. And I think part of that is, is because a lot of Hest is sort of like a, a mixtape of my favorite inspirations from other tools and from video games and from experiences. And so I'm borrowing terms from those different things um, as I borrow the concepts. And so when I sort of mash those concepts together into a composite, I'm sort of undecided about which term should apply to describe that. And so I kind of wanted to just, for my own sake, go through a number of the core concepts and, and think about the different terminology that I've been using and maybe try and settle on some terms that I like better for each concept. And, and this is also tricky because there's the aspect of things in Hest that comes from the programming side, and then there's the aspect that comes from the graphics side. And so I'm going to start with points. And points are they they have a meaning both as a programming construct and as a graphics construct and so i kind of i don't really know that the term point is close to the right term um, but it's also i'm pretty consistent about that one i'm pretty consistent about calling points points i don't have other terms like dots or nodes or something like that that i'm using to in that place so i've sort of settled on point that's good but what's not so good is that it's not it's it doesn't really capture what a point is a point in hest is not a little like a little circular object with a position and when they're part of the computation and they're moving around and they're and they're representing data they might have some value in them or when they're connected by edges or whatever I end up calling those and, and the data flows to them and they facilitate the evaluation of a function, they might contain a function. So there's like these points for data, there's points for functions, there's points just as the idea of an object with a position. But the thing that to me is important is the fact that a point is something with a position. And that's why I think the term doesn't really fit. Uh, so, for example, if you had um, some some text that was like a comment and you put that somewhere in your canvas in Hest, somewhere in space, that blob of text is also a point because it has a position. And that's what makes it a point. And, that, and, and that's why it matters because the system is abstracted in such a way that I don't care that something has type point or whatever or is a an instance of the point class or whatever it's very dynamic it's anything that has a position can participate in all of these systems that expect to operate on point 
like things. So it's not the it's not the pointiness. It's not the the little circular dot. It's not anything other than this is a thing with a position in space. And so, what kind of things can operate on points that extend beyond just you know, hey, the little dot at some place in the canvas? Uh, for example, edges. Edges are just a, a list of points, and it will a, a list of points and the instruction to draw a line or some kind of curve or something like that influenced by the positions of those points. Those points don't have to be little little circles. I keep saying that over and over again. It could be you you make a, you know, a bunch of different little text nodes and and maybe you want to be cutesy and you use some emojis or something like that. So you have a little smiley face point and then you have a little frowny face point and then you have a little, you know, poop emoji point or what what have you. Uh, and the rendering of those can just be as simple as, hey, they're like text boxes. So, you know, tell the browser to to put some text in this position and and uh, give it a size and and it will render as that emoji because the browser does all that for you. And then those things can participate in being an edge. So you could have an edge that was like, you know, here's a path drawn between all these little emoji characters. And all that is needed is that they are things that have a position. And the same goes with uh, conveying along an edge if you if you put a point on an edge such that the point is going to convey along and participate in execution it's going to travel along that edge at a certain at a certain rate and and participate in rewinding and slow motion and all that kind of stuff it doesn't matter what that object is any any object that has a position can be put onto an edge and be conveyed by it so it could be the little emoji things. It could be our text comment. Like you could have, you know, 12 paragraphs of text. And since that text has a position that it is rendered at, you can put it on an edge and then it will just advance along that edge. The position will be updated so that it moves along the edge as time goes forward. And that that extends to the user interface. So the things in the user interface are rendered at specific positions on the screen. And so you can put those on edges and convey them along. So if you wanted to, you could have an edge in the space that the user interface is at and put the big the big slider on the left of the screen that you drag up and down to move time forward and backward. You could just plop that onto an edge and it would slide around and and uh, get very confusing very quickly. And and that's that that notion of it being a thing that has a position is what I'm trying to capture. And so point mostly works for that because it's like, you know, what point are you at? Um, I'm at this point in my decision-making process. That's like, it, it, it's a positional kind of word. It, um, it has that meaning in graphics and in graphic design and in art. A point is like a dot but the dotness is is not something that I'm trying to convey, and I think that that dotness of it actually hampers understanding because it uh, it sort of oversubscribes, or it sort of it suggests a meaning that I don't want to suggest. I don't want to suggest that points are dots. I want to suggest that a point is just a thing that has a position, and it's not the position itself either. I can't just say. Uh, you can put a position on a on an edge and it will be conveyed along because the position is sort of a property it's not a thing in itself and i want some word for the the thing that has a position property yeah point is what i'm going with there it's the best i've got so far i don't love it 
Um, edges. Edges are one where I have many different words that I use and I can't settle on any of them. There's edge, there's path, there's wire, there's conveyor. So I need to pick one of those. That's one of the outcomes I'm going for. Another outcome I'm going for, if you're listening to this and you're thinking about, oh, hey, here's a term you could use instead of point. I'd love to hear it. Edges are uh, a term that comes from uh, 3D graphics, which is my background. I think I've mentioned that before. In 3D graphics, you are pretty much universally working with polygons. And so they are defined by vertices. Uh, There's another term for point, but I, I don't like it for other reasons. Uh, because it has so much, uh, uh, vertice has such a strong association with 3D graphics, and I don't want to um, import that meaning. I want something that is a little more ambiguous in its meaning, a little more varied, a little more something that comes from more other domains, not just vertice, which is like very concretely you are dealing with polygon graphics um, or or geometric primitives in math. And so in, uh, in, in 3D graphics, you have vertices, and vertices are connected by edges. And when you have three vertices connected by edges, they form a triangle. And the triangle has a face, which is the sort of interior surface, interior area. There's the term I'm looking for. Interior area of the, of the region bounded by those edges, defined by those vertices. And then you can put those triangles together into quads are pretty common, or polygons if there's more than three or four sides you just call it a polygon uh, and then you can put those polygons together into meshes and then you can put those meshes together into objects and then you can put those objects together into scenes and that's pretty much the standard vocabulary that most 3d graphics programs use so edge is something that i often say because that's that's the term i'm most familiar with and most comfortable with and i want a term other than the term that would probably be the most obvious default term, which is wire. Wire is another term I could use to describe these paths, um, and I'll get to path in a second. These these edges or these paths defined by points, the, the things that are used for conveyance and also used for graphics to a certain extent. They're used for drawing, like Hest is a drawing tool also. So you could, you know, put down some paths and and color them in and treat it just like a very basic vector graphics program like Flash or something like that. Edge is the term I'm using because I want something that's not um that's not already so common in visual programming languages. Whereas wire is the it's like the term for node and wire programming languages, patcher style visual programming languages. You know, your Max MSP and Quartz Composer and Enso and I could list a whole ton, you know them all. And I don't want to use wire because the edges, the paths, the wires in Hest are so very different from wires in other visual programming tools. They're they're like to me they're the thing that embodies the difference and it goes down to like even at the most basic level what does it feel like to create uh, an edge or a path or a wire in hest it's the 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 edges are a thing that is first class uh, whereas in other visual programming languages they are 
like second class at best they're they're an afterthought so as an example in max or any of them the way you create them is you have some node and it has some output port and you click on that output port and you start dragging and a little line appears between your mouse and the output port and as you drag that line sort of you know, does whatever it does. Maybe it's an S curve. Maybe it's a straight line. However it appears, it, it's showing you, hey, between the mouse that you are dragging and that output port, there's a there's a connection that is going to be made. And you're supposed to drag your mouse over to the input port on some other node, hover over that input port. Maybe the display of the edge changes a little bit to show you like, hey, we're going to make a connection. And then you let go of your mouse and the connection is made. And what happens if you don't hover over some input port on some node? If you if you start making an, a new edge or a new wire and you're dragging your mouse away from that output port and there's a wire between them and you're hovering in empty space and you let go, the wire disappears. And all of the expression that you were giving into the computer, all of the intent that you were trying to communicate by saying, hey, I want a wire that starts there and goes here to where my mouse is, but I'm not, I'm, maybe I'm not ready to connect it to something else yet. Maybe I'm not ready to plug in on the other side. That intention is destroyed. So in Hest, those wires are, are elevated to a much more important role. They are much more explicit. They are much more first class. They are as important as the points that do functions and that do data. These edges are your way of having a dialogue with the evaluation of your program, which is, you know, that participatory execution thing that I'm so big on. That's what the edges give you. And, and to, to tie it back to that example from Max MSP, if you start making an edge in Hest, you have some point somewhere that's going to take in some input and, and and evaluate a function and produce some output and you want to direct that output somewhere, you start making an edge. You don't have to connect that edge to anything. You can just start drawing an edge in free space like you could in any decent vector graphics program. And then when you're ready, you can say, okay, now plug in this edge to this function over here uh, to consume its output and plug the other end of the edge into this function over here. And you don't even have to do that plugging in. You can have an edge that takes that, that plugs into some functions output and doesn't go anywhere. And it just sits there and you can still run your program and data points will come along and they will travel along that edge. And it doesn't matter that it's not going to go anywhere because maybe, you know, as you see your data flow along and it gets along that edge and it's like, oh, this edge isn't hooked up to anything. Pause execution, hook it up to something, resume executing, and all that data will just flow merrily along as if it had been connected there the whole time. Uh, modulo any crazy fancy stuff that I end up doing with the uh, uh, rewind functionality, but we've covered that before. We'll cover that again. So I don't want to use the word wire because when people say wire, they think Max, they think Quartz, they think Blueprints, they think a lot of these systems where wires are just this this burden. They're just this this sort of inconvenience that requires programming slowly with your mouse in a frustrated way that turns into soup. Whereas the, the edges in Hest are the important thing that are exciting and that are interesting and where all the, the magic happens. And so I really want some terminology there that is unique to Hest, at least within the space of, of programming tools. So that's why I've been saying edge. 
but it really doesn't fit for anybody who has a graphics background or who's really familiar with mathematics because like i said edges are they're straight sides on a polygon or if you know like the edge of a table is like the straight side or like you know a ruler is called a straight edge you can have a curved edge that's a little like it's a common meaning but it's a less common meaning but this idea of like a path along which something is conveyed um edge doesn't fit that edge doesn't suggest that edge isn't harmonious with that meaning and so it's a really poor fit the other term that i've thought about using for these things is paths i call them paths um, instead of wires or edges and i don't mind that because it fits with their utility as a means of conveyance and it fits with their meaning in vector graphics in that the paths that you draw with hest's vector graphics tools are just they're you know like svg paths or like paths that you draw with a with a bezier tool and with a bezier tool <laughs> in a in a in a vector graphics program so it has that meaning i i don't know I think I wanted to avoid the word path just because uh, Hest as a graphics program, like path already means something very specific. And what I mean by path or edge or wire is a pretty big superset of that meaning. Like like these these edges, these paths, these wires in Hest are quite a bit more than just paths in vector graphics. And I also don't want to just call them conveyors because I, I kind of, I mean, and that might be the best option, but I, I think that conveyance, that when these edges do conveyance, that is uh, the way in which they are being used, but it is not a reflection on what they actually are. It's something that you can do with them, but it's not what they are because you can have these edges, paths, wires that aren't used as conveyors that are just used as part of a graphic as part of maybe if you're building a little user interface in hest and then hooking up some code behind the scenes to drive that user interface the parts of the graphics that are presented as the user interface will be defined by edges that are filled in and 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 that have some appearance to them and that interact with text and that sort of thing and those those paths those edges in that context are not conveying data they're just a graphic and so i think to call them all conveyors would be sort of suggesting a narrowness that i don't want so i i really don't know where to go with this one um this one's tricky i don't like any of these terms um i call them edges just out of habit um i might i might settle on calling them wires i've been thinking about that a lot lately just because wire i don't know it, i like that it reminds me of like modular synthesizers like those big physical banks covered with patch cords and trs jacks and you just you know have all these different colored cables flowing around and you're plugging and unplugging and it, it has this very sort of um tangible playful character to it that i i would love to borrow some of that some of that vibe so that's yeah that's one that i'm not really sure about so yeah that's that's me musing about terminology 
at least for the two most important things. There are a bunch of other terms that I I that are undefined at this point where I will probably want to define terms for them. So for example, the use of a point as a function. So here's a point. It has edges coming in, edges going out. Data points will convey along those edges and come in and the function will execute and it will produce some output. Uh, in that case where you have a point and it is being used as a function, I want a term for that that is more than just it's a function point because to me calling it a function point is confusing um, and it's a mouthful and I don't think it it gives a mental image that is helpful for people to come to an understanding of what's going on. And same deal goes with data point. So that would be, you know, a point that is on an edge and it's traveling along and that point contains some data. And when it arrives at the end of an edge and that that edge terminates with a function point, that data point is then passed as input to the function. The function executes and it produces a new data point as output. I don't like data point either for the same reason I don't like function point. I feel like I, I want something that is if not a single word, then something that is more, that has more character to it. And that has more of a hook to kind of hang your mental model, your mental image from as you were first learning Hest. So don't like those ones either. The one thing I do like, hey, (laughs) this is a long episode, let's do it. Uh, I do like the name Hest. I like the name Hest a lot. And I don't think I've talked about where the name Hest comes from. So I'm just going to do that as a way to close out this episode. Hest is uh, is an old word that I, I found just from goofing around in the online etymological dictionary, as one does. I like it because it is a four-letter name. And I think that all good programming languages have four-letter names. Um, fight me. It's um, uh, I think, and I'm doing this from memory, so if I get this wrong, fight me. Um, it's it's the root of the word behest. In that way, it's a word that is about doing. It's like a command or an order or something like that. Like it's about something that needs to be done or the doing of something. But it is also, I think, related in its evolution to another word, which I don't know how to pronounce, but I think is pronounced height. Uh, actually, you know what? I'm going to look this up, and then I'm going to edit out me looking this up. Uh, All right, so here's the etymological dictionary definition. Hest, noun, bidding or command from the Proto-Germanic word that is spelled H-A-I-T dash (laughs) T-I from some Proto-Germanic word, which means to call or to name. And so I like this idea that it is a word that both means the doing of something, a bidding or a command, but also to be called something. Like I'm calling on you to do this command, but I'm also going to call you this name. And so it's got both the doing and also the being in it. And I, I like that as a as a name that passes the four-letter test and covers the only two things in programming, functions and data.